years ago, two awkwardly shaped boys became best friends. That friendship grew over time. Then the two awkwardly shaped boys became men and got their own radio show. <laughs> what you're listening to right now is two best friends. It's Mikey and Bob. We've never seen each other naked. Not that we don't want to. It it just hasn't happened yet. Welcome to the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Uh-oh. Um, we have no Bob here. I don't know where Bob is. I I haven't seen him yet this morning. I hope he's awake. I hope he knows the show has started. Uh, there's probably a copier jammed or something down the hall. There he is. Yeah, come on, man. It's on. We're doing it. What what happened? Copier jam or? No, you went early. Uh, we're a couple minutes early, but you know you got to prepare. You got to be on your toes when we're in the zone from like uh, five minutes before six o'clock. That could be the show could start at any time. Yeah, every zone. minute counts, just like that alarm clock. <laughs> no, every minute does not count once we're awake and it's time to start the show. You got to be, I need a five minute target region to where like you are ready to go from 555 to 6 a.m. At any time, like depending on how songs are playing and stuff like at any time we could start. That's the Mike and Bob start zone. 555 to 6 a.m. I missed it today, Mike. That's all right. I was doing a great job without you, Bob. Uh, what a show today. We have a guest. We do have a guest. Uh, what do we do? I mean, this doesn't happen. We have to really prepare. We have a guest on the show today. I love that. That's such a normal thing for really every other morning show. Like, name another morning show that doesn't have guests on their they show. They all do. <laughs> yes, every day. It's a regular thing in morning radio. Um, a lot of times, not good. A lot of times, just time fillers, you know? Well, we'll fill uh, we'll fill this hour with, uh, we'll talk to this person. Like, we could talk about sports on our own, but let's bring in a sports person to talk about sports. Right. Well, uh, we do have a guest on the show today. It is very rare that we have guests on the show. Have we had guests on the show this year? I feel like we have, right? This year? This year, 2018. Ooh. Have we had a guest on the show yet? I don't think so. Have we? I don't know. We are just horrible at remembering like things that happen on our show. <laughs> we have the worst well, I'm memory. trying to think if we had any Steelers on in like January or anything. Um... Like, I know we had a good run where we had Juju on, Juju yeah, Smith-Schuster, I mean. like two or three times, but I don't know if, I think that was all last year. Um, I don't know. Uh, by the way, it doesn't even matter because today, what a big day for the show. The radio show that doesn't have guests has a guest. Patrick Hornquist from the Penguins, once again, will join us uh, this morning around 9 a.m. Now, he was on the show last year, right? Mm-hmm. Before the playoffs started. Was that, was that before the playoffs started that we had him on? I think it was, right? I think it was before the second round. <laughs> I don't remember Because I listened anything. back to it, and we, uh, we, we joked with him just like, oh, we don't need to talk about like the Capitals or anything, right? Like, we're good? Oh, uh, okay. Like, right before we hung up with him, because we really didn't talk about hockey all that much with him? Yeah, uh, probably a repeat performance of that, if we're being completely honest. Uh, but we did talk to Patrick Hornquist during the playoffs last year, and then he went out and scored the goal that won the Penguins the Stanley Cup. 
So just to keep things going here, to keep any sort of superstitions Mm -hmm. carrying over from last year, uh, Patrick Hornquist will be on the show today. I don't know. Maybe we should talk hockey with him. Maybe we should break down uh, Penguins Flyers. Like in-depth breakdown? Yeah. Yeah. No? No. No? I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, we'll come up with some weird crap to ask him then. How about that? That'll I work. Just, I just feel like you learn more about the guys when you don't ask them about hockey. Like, if you want to know about hockey. Well, they talk about hockey. Like, like constantly. Every day in the locker room. After or practice, after the game. TV reporters are talking to or whatever. You know, and everybody says the same thing. You know, they aren't looking ahead to winning the third cup. They're taking it game by game. I mean, we'll ask Patrick Hornquist about that, but I already know his answer, right? Yeah. yeah. He's be like, so, you got a chance to do something big here. Three cups in a row. And his answer will just be, yep, one game at a time. We're just taking it series by series and game by game. That's why you got to ask him, like, hey, you know, you guys had a week off during the season and you went to Disney World. Any Disney characters freak you out? <laughs> Like, that's what I want to know about Patrick Hornquist. Now, when you're in Disney World, are you wearing the Mickey ears around? <laughs> that's a good question. See, that's a good question, too. Are you... Like, what character ears do you get? Because they have, like, They do have a lot characters. of... Yeah. yeah, you can get, like, R2-D2 ears now. You can get everything, man. You can get uh, Toy Story ears, Monster Inc. ears. Yeah, it's yeah. not just Mickey ears. They make Mickey ears for, like, every Disney movie that's come out in the past 20 years. Oh, my God. Can we wake him up right now? I want to <laughs> talk to him right now. I don't even want to wait till 9 a.m. because we're going to forget to ask him what kind of Mickey ears he wears. Patrick, I know it's early, but can we get you on just to talk about Mickey ears real quick? You can call back later. So we're just going to have dad chat with Patrick Hornquist then? Uh, Yeah, Uh, Is what what you're telling me? Something like that? We'll do something, yeah. All right. Well, we'll ask him uh, if any Disney characters scare him and if he wears the ears around Disney World and then maybe ask him about hockey too. Maybe. Mike and Bob. It is the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. In just a couple minutes here, we're going to give you a keyword to text in to 200-200. Your chance to win $1,000 coming up next year. We do that 16 times a day here on 96.1 Kiss. You're shot at $1,000 next. Uh, Penguins Flyers Game 1, of course, uh, Wednesday at PPG Paints Arena. We will have your Penguins Flyers tickets today on the show. If you want to win a pair, be listening around 8.30 and 9.30. We're going to give you a Penguins player name at 8.30 and 9.30. First person to call us at 9.30 with both names uh, will be going to game one of the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. Penguins Flyers Wednesday at PPG uh, Paints Arena. Uh, Paige sent us a tweet here from overnight. It just says, when you're listening to the Mikey and Bob podcast on iHeartRadio, trying to write an essay for Econ, too bad I live in Harrisburg and no one will understand this. Hashtag Yinzer alert. Okay, and she took a screenshot of like a Word document. Yeah. And she's actually writing a paper about us. This is for her AP Econ class. Uh, teacher is Miss Beaver. Uh, the title just says, I'm just going to give you like the first paragraph here, okay? She's writing a paper about us for econ class. I, mean, I don't that, know why. That first paragraph, that first page, is, it's beautiful. It says, The Adventures of Mikey and Bob. Years ago, two awkwardly shaped boys became best friends. That friendship grew over time. Then the two awkwardly shaped boys became men and got their own radio show. The two best friends grew up in Michigan and met when they started playing t-ball as seven-year-olds. 
Uh, I would say I, I think we were out of T-ball by the time we were seven. I think we were playing like real baseball by the time we were seven. So we're going to have to fact check that. After high school, both boys enrolled in a local community college. Oh, that's not true, too. That was only me. Bob went to community college. I went to uh, the University of Michigan for uh, two semesters. Uh, However, after one semester, Bob dropped out. One semester later, Mikey did the same. That's accurate. Bob lasted one semester in college. I lasted two. The two friends then went to work in the stock room of a shoe store. That's accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. After they got bored with their jobs at the shoe store, they enrolled in a radio college. Well, we didn't actually get bored with the uh, the shoe store, stock room. We just weren't making enough money. We were actually eating more at lunch every day than we were pretty much making. Yeah, we were we were getting paid so little, but we'd go out to lunch every day and spend like, you know, $20, $30 at lunch. And we'd be like, wow, we're not actually making money at this job. We're uh, going out to lunch and spending basically our paycheck. It was fun for a little while. Uh, it was. Uh, after they graduated from the broadcasting school, they sent their audition tapes all across the country. But no one would hire them. That is accurate. We sent uh, we sent audition tapes to any radio station in the country. And by any, I mean Alaska. Like I remember, uh, I remember getting denied Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, I remember getting denied Anchorage, Alaska. Job opening is sad. Finally, someone gave them a job as hosts of a nighttime radio show, and because the boys were so funny, the people at the station took notice, and they were given a morning show to entertain the morning commuters in the city of Pittsburgh. Well, that's not really accurate either. We got fired from our uh, first uh, nighttime yeah. radio job. So yeah. <laughs> And then we somehow stumbled into this job. So, you know, it's pretty it's pretty accurate, though. Uh, page there with a econ paper called The Adventures of Mikey and Bob. I would say B minus. I mean, if Miss Beavers somehow can hear us or is listening, that needs to be an A, though. Well, I'd, I, I'd say B minus. You can't just give it an A because it's like we're, we're the subject of the paper. I can. I would say... I didn't, right. do, I didn't do very good in school. All right, you're you're going to give Paige an A? Yep. I'll give Paige a B minus. I think you're going to get a, a D from Miss Beaver, though. Yeah, I don't think Miss Beaver's going to get it. Or she's going to, like, search us online and... Oh, then it's yep. going to be over from yep. there. That's why I'm saying you're not going to get a passing grade. Miss Beaver is going to give you a D. <laughs> uh, always weird things happening down in the state of Florida. We cover Florida stories all the time. Let's see what's going on right now. Here we go. Attention all listeners of the Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes. It happened again. It's It's another Florida story. Uh, Down to Florida we go. Deputies say on Friday, 22-year-old Jacob Lawrence Morris drove from one spot on the beach to another, looking at women in their swimsuits Uh and touching himself inside his truck. Listen, not appropriate at all. This guy should be arrested for that. It's uh, lewd. It's disgusting. Creepy. It makes you feel dirty. Yeah, it makes you feel dirty. Creepy. Deputies say Morris picked the wrong parking spot when he pulled up next to an unmarked deputy. Deputy Cruiser. Oh, no. You you never want to be... Flashing the deputy? Yeah. You never want to be with your pants down when you're parked next to an unmarked cop car. Never a, never a good move at the beach. And was caught in the act. Yeah. Turns out it isn't the first time. Back in 2014, Pinellas oh. deputies say Morris admitted to flashing several women. All right, now listen to this, because this is where the story just gets so Florida. Outside of the Safety Harbor Resort and Spa. Okay, so he's he's done this before, right? He yeah. said he's done it before. Yep. 
So why is he out on the street? In Florida, if the victim is older than 17, a lewd and lascivious act is not an arrestable crime. Okay, how, what are we doing, Florida? How is that not an arrestable crime? How? Especially if it's a repeat offender. How? So this guy, and listen, I know this is sort of like a, you know, weird subject matter and disgusting and vile subject matter. Yes, because this is so Florida, though. But how? How is that allowed to where somebody can do that? That loot act, right? Yeah. And it's it's no big deal. He's it's not ticket. even an arrestable crime. Yeah. It's a misdemeanor that never turns into a felony. Oh. Mis- a misdemeanor. So no matter how many times this guy gets caught doing it, it's going to be a misdemeanor every time, and it never escalates to a felony. This is why we say that down in Florida, and some other states could adopt this too, You should just charge him with Florida. Yeah. Like, this guy right here should just be charged with Florida. If there's nothing on the books, if there's no law that says, okay, you can do this loot act as many times as you want, you're never going to get a felony for it. Go ahead. Go to the beach and do it. Like, keep going. After, what, the second time? The third time? All right, man, listen. We told you. We gave you a ticket for this before. We're going to charge you with Florida now. Five years. Five years minimum. An instant five years. You do it again, ten. Regardless how many times someone does it. Yeah, it's like unlimited times you can do it. You're never going to get a felony or never going to go to jail for it. How? It's something officers in Treasure Island say is unacceptable. Yes, I stand with the officers of Treasure Island. And they're pressuring lawmakers to change it. Got to change that law, right? Uh, You'd think so. Or just make up a new law and be able to charge somebody with Florida no matter what the other laws say. And then this lady. Now I'm looking over my shoulder. All the time, is there somebody out here doing a nasty? Listen, that lady just wants to have a good time at the beach, and now she has to look over her shoulder all the time because looking for the nasty might be somebody looking. Is there somebody out here doing a nasty? Might be somebody (laughs) doing the nasty. Is there somebody out here doing a nasty? I mean, if that lady can't be safe at the beach, we really have a problem, Florida. Is there somebody out here doing a nasty? She just wants to. Is that a granny? It sounds like a Uh, granny. I think so. Yeah. She just wants to have a good time at the beach, sunbathe, maybe. Maybe do a little swimming. Laid out, yeah. Now she's got to worry. Is there somebody out here doing a nasty? Is there somebody out here doing the nasty? That guy should have been charged with Florida a long time ago so Granny can be free at the beach. Is there somebody out here doing a nasty? Florida making the show once again. 96.1. Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss, the uh, morning freak show. Allison tweets us. Wasn't uh, Santonio Holmes the first guest you guys uh, had on the show uh, back in January? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. We did, right? Steelers playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was before the uh, Steelers-Jaguars game when we were hosting the the playoff pep rally with a lot of the, uh, you know, older Steelers. Yeah, we had Santonio Holmes. All right. I think that's the only guest we've had on the show until today. Patrick Hornquist. Did you see the Mark Andre Fleury uh, life-size chocolate statue? Uh, I did. I did. What Yo, Vegas that? doesn't know what to do. How great is that? They don't know what to do, and it's amazing. It really is fun. Like, listen, of course we all want the Penguins to win the cup. But I think, you know, if the Penguins don't win three cups in a row this year, we're all rooting for Vegas, right? Expansion team. They got our boy Flurry. Yep. Uh, they're making life-size chocolate flurries out there um, <laughs> at the Bellagio Hotel and Casino in uh, Vegas on the Vegas Strip there. They have a life-size sculpture, chocolate, of Marc-Andre Fleury. Took them five weeks to make at the Bellagio. It's made with 90 pounds of chocolate over a base of Rice Krispie treats, styrofoam, and wires. I mean, full goalie gear. 
cool. It really is. Mask and everything. It's amazing. Pads. It's amazing. The idea for the life-size chocolate flurry sculpture came from Randy Morton, who is the president of the Bellagio. He said at the beginning of the season, uh, they wanted to do something to commemorate how well the team was doing in their first year. So it will be on display at the Bellagio throughout the playoffs. That's amazing, right? Okay, now we have to ask Patrick Hornquist when he's on the show at 9 a.m. Um, if there was, you know, like the Rivers Casino, if they made a 90-pound life-size chocolate Penguins player and he had to eat part of it, which teammate would he eat and why? Uh, what's your answer there, Bob? If you had to eat a... A life-size chocolate penguin. Just a piece, not all 90 pounds. Who are you eating? Man, it's got to be Phil, right? I'm eating Sidney Crosby, man. Come on. I mean, why not? Why go with anybody else but Sidney Crosby? Well, Phil has, like, the cotton candy hair on top, so I figured that'd just be a little bonus. Now, I'm trusting life-size chocolate Sidney Crosby, However, no Sid, matter what. Sid has cotton candy-like facial hair, too. So. True. I'm, I'm eating the Sid cake. Did you see this guy on Wheel of Fortune last night? <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy, man. Okay, I'll 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 set this up. Uh, the puzzle on Wheel of Fortune last night was fun and games, right? So this guy, they have all the letters on the board. It's spelled out. And whenever that happens, it's so easy. All you have to do is read what's up there. So the answer was flamenco dance lessons, right? Yeah. Like a flamenco dance, right? Right, right. Not flamingo dance, flamenco dance. But this dude dropped a flamingo, even though the whole puzzle's already solved and up there. Let's put it up there, man. All right, carefully, what's up there? Flamingo dance lessons. That's a flamingo. Sorry. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Ashley, it's your turn. I mean, he got buzzed. Sorry. And the whole puzzle's up there. He's all confident. Flamingo dance lessons. No, and it's flamenco dance lessons. So there's, here's the, the girl who solved it, right? I'll solve. Yeah. Flamenco dance lessons. Yeah, that's it. And we're going to, there we go. She's got it. So uh, to, to explain what, what we all heard was, and I know you didn't mean to say it, but you gave us a G instead of a C. Damn. But we're gonna, we'll, we'll look at things and make sure we did things correctly during our commercial. But that's the way it's been heard everywhere. You get the $1,000. Pat Sajak, you GD savage, man. I mean, just give Shame the, him to his face. Give the guy the puzzle, but no. Pat Sajak just dunks on you and say, listen, here, you gave me a flamingo dance lesson. What the hell's that? It's flamenco. No money for you. So then they come back and give the explanation. Well, during the break, everyone was in the control room listening. And it was clearly, it was unintentional, but you have to kind of go by the rules. Damn, wow, they wow, come wow. back from commercial and say Jack dunks on your ass again for saying flamingo dance lessons instead of flamenco dance lessons. So obviously that guy screws up pretty bad on Wheel of Fortune. Uh, last night. Goodbye. Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss, the uh, morning freak show. A lot of Penguins on the show today. Uh, win your Penguins Flyers tickets for game one around 8.30 and 9.30. Got to be listening at both times. Patrick Hornquist from the Penguins around 9 a.m. on the show. I think I got a burp. Let it out. Ah, it's stuck. It's like stuck. It's like right in my throat. Ha! What's that noise? Is that going to... it out. Is that going to... Ha! Ha! It didn't work. No? Uh, trying to tease a burp out like that? Ha! <laughs> ah. 
Maybe, it if, does. You, maybe if you make like a tiger noise or something. <laughs> Nothing? No. Oh, man. No. I thought the tiger would scare it out. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, I still got like a burp stuck, stuck in my throat, man. You're going to barf. Hey, guess what today is? <laughs> I mean, we listen. I don't want to take any credit for this, like we called this, because it's so easy to to realize that this was going to happen. You remember the uh, the kid who went viral mm. yodeling in Walmart? Mm. I, there's been remixes. It's been a thing for you know. You've seen the kid, yes. Week and a half, yeah. two weeks. How about that kid, huh? Oh. On Ellen DeGeneres' Instagram uh, a few hours ago. Guess Yodelehi who's here. I couldn't wait to meet him, and I was not disappointed today on Ellen Yodel Kid. So do you like L.A.? Yeah, but uh, I'm a country boy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> country, all we do is bell straws of hay. Oh. And next thing you know, you're sitting under a tree taking a nap with your hat down and a weed in your mouth. Yeah! <laughs> He's going to sing the, uh, sing the song. I love you oh. when you got me sleep. Daddy's such a beautiful dream. All right, so there we go. Mm. Uh, Walmart yodel kid is uh, is on Ellen today. Knew that was coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Uh, did you see the Game of Thrones thing? I know you've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, but, uh, you know, these final episodes of Game of Thrones are going to be so huge. How many? Um, on HBO. They're not till 2019. Oh. Uh, season eight will have six episodes. Each episode's supposed to be like uh, like an hour and a half or so, like movie length. Uh, wow! But an assistant director on Game of Thrones revealed that a season eight battle scene took fifty five days to shoot. On an Instagram post, he thanked the entire cast and crew, said 55 consecutive nights, 11 weeks, 33 locations. You'll never see anything like it. He deleted the post. A few hours after it went live. Probably because people started posting on like, oh, there's going to be a huge battle scene. It took him 55 days to shoot. It's the longest, you know, scene it's ever taken in Game of Thrones. Like, it's crazy, right? So he deleted the post probably because people were just like, man, why why even give away like a little bit of it? Just make everything a surprise. So he deleted it after. 55 days? Yeah. Is it is the last episode just going to be all battle scene then? I probably the last season, but the the final episodes are going to be like movie length, so so it's almost going to be like six movies. So they got plenty of time to do it. I'll watch the last episode. Oh my god, man! Are you really never going to watch a Game of Thrones episode mm-hmm. and then just watch? The series finale. Mm-hmm. You will have no idea what's happening. That's what you, you think? You won't know any of the characters. I'll read or, every spoiler right. and just be yeah. tweeting along, just right. like, "Oh man, look at the dragon!" Go oh. ahead, tell me what you know about Game of Thrones. Dragons. That's it. Naked old lady. <laughs> I mean, there was one episode where there was a naked old lady. It's one stuck. episode. It stuck. Okay, so dra- you think Game of Thrones is just dragons and naked old lady? Mm-hmm. What about Jon Snow. What about him? What about the Night King? You I'll don't learn. know. You'll, I'll, I'll you'll read, learn in the final episode. I'll read the spoiler. Oh, God, man. Let's get to today in Freak Show history <laughs> right now. Brought to us by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Here we go. Today in, in Freak, Freak Show, show history. history. Today in Freak Show history. That's really how you're going to come into Game of Thrones? Are you going to watch the last season or are you just no. going to watch it? 
Last episode. Who cares about the last season? Today in Freak Show history, we take you back a few years. I don't even know how we stumbled across this years ago on YouTube. But there was an 80s, like a like a 1980s instructional video for people <laughs> who wanted to be clowns. Like professional clowns. Yeah. And it was an instructional video teaching them how to act <laughs> at a senior care home. This sounds like completely made up, but it's real. When you're ready to launch out into the unknown, possibly the best place to begin is in a nursing home or a care center for the elderly. I agree. Complete with 80s instructional music and everything. One reason is simply this. The elderly really receive you quite well. Uh-huh. I think it's because they already know how vulnerable they are. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Old people are so vulnerable that they can't escape from the spooky clowns. They're lonely, and they long for touch. Oh! Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, they do. Those old people just want to have a clown. Hot, hot clown touch. They've already had love their whole life. They just want the touch of a clown. Honk, honk. If a person is hungry, you feed them. Yeah. If they're thirsty, you give them something to drink. If they're horny, if they're in need of touch, you touch them. If they're horny, send it to clowns. There are a few common sense rules that every clown ought to be aware of before planning to go into a nursing home. All right, here we go. Here's the rules. If it's your first time, plan on about a half-hour visit. Half an hour with Grandpa and Grandpa. You're going to have no energy after it, trust me. Grandpa and Grandpa. <laughs> Two Grandpas, one clown. That hot? Next, don't fulfill any request that is made of you by a patient. No matter what grandma tells you to do, clown. The best rule of thumb is don't do it. Also, check in advance with the head of nursing at the desk to find out if a particular patient might have some problems that you might encounter. Uh, <laughs> the guy in 312 is extra horny. Bill tweets us, if they're horny, send in the clowns. Made my whole day. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats to Munhall's Gabby Barrett. Uh, she's been on American Idol and last night advanced to the top 14. Another round. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right. Live shows begin in a few weeks. Uh, her next appearance will be April 22nd. Uh, good for her. A local girl, Gabby Barrett, in the top 14 of American Idol. I haven't watched a minute of it, but uh, good for her. Go, Gabby, go. Woo. Uh, big screen will be back for the uh, playoffs. Penguins announced all the plans yesterday. I, we're all veterans at this now, right? We know we know what like, happened. Nobody freak out. Everybody knows the drill at this point, right? Back-to-back Cubs. They've made the playoffs like, uh, what, 11, 12, 15 years in a row or something. Uh, the big screen will be outside the People's Gate at PPG Paints Arena. Key Bank big screen. Uh, there will be the Key Bank fan zone mm-hmm. outside the People's Gates. They'll have DJs, different things like that. Inside the arena, gold outs are back. The Penguins will have uh, T-shirts and towels for all fans in attendance. Uh, so I got that. There will be a Coors Light party tent uh, with the DJ outside the arena near the uh, the Mario Lemieux statue. Hell yeah. Food trucks will be available for the uh, home games along Center Ave. That's fun. And Dick's Sporting Goods, they have your Penguins lawn signs again. I mean, we all know this is all going to happen, right? We're all, we're all 
accustomed to this now. Got to get those lawn signs. But listen, we live in the best Penguins time right now. We do. I mean, they're going for three straight cups. Unheard of, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know we get used to things like the big screen, DJs all, all at the entrances, and, you know, gold outs, and Dick's Sporting Goods having the lawn signs. Take it all in, because there's going to be a time where it's not going to be this magical. And we're going to look back on a time like this and be like, remember how great it was? Dick's Sporting Goods lawn signs. I just long for the days. It's like thousands of people at the big screen. Yeah. So, you know, take it all in. We kind of take it it. for granted, but yeah, embrace it. Uh, Derek Broussard, the... uh, a third-line center, basically, for the Penguins, participated in his first full-team practice since his lower body injury uh, the end of March in Detroit. So he looks like he could be playing. Uh, did you see the Penguins were blessed yesterday on Twitter, too? Oh, yes, I did uh, see that. Rapper Lil B, who most known uh, as uh, Base God, a lot of times he will tweet and even curse teams in uh, different sports. Uh, Base God has spoken. He tweeted... NHL, love to Pittsburgh, Lil B. Get, I mean, get ready for the cup. Once, once we get blessed from the base, God. It is a lock. It, it's over right there. All the other teams should just pack it up. Because we've been blessed by Lil B base, God. I feel nice about that. Uh, Penguins, of course, taking on the Flyers. Game one will be at home Wednesday, we will have your tickets coming up around 8.30 and 9.30. Be listening for a Penguins player name. Uh, we'll give it to you in the first player, uh, first person to call with both player names at 9.30. will win the tickets. Chris Letang uh, didn't get a play last year. Here's Chris Letang yesterday uh, talking about playing for this year's playoffs. Pretty excited. Uh, I mean, obviously, last, night, uh, last year I, I couldn't really be part of it. This year I have a chance again. And, uh, I'll enjoy it. Uh, Chris Letang talking about, you know, I'm sure every player is going to be asked this. You know, have they thought about winning three cups in a row now that now that it's, you know, playoff time? I don't think we. that's the way we approach it. We approach it game by game. Right now we have, a, we have an opponent in our way, and uh, uh, the most important is going to be game one, so we got to focus on that. That's, that's how every player is going to answer that question. Yep. Game at a time, haven't thought about three cups, but you know they're all thinking in the back of their mind, like, holy crap, we could win three in a row. Like, it's not even that far-fetched. There's no way you don't think about it. Uh, a lot of people, of course, bringing up the 2012 disaster of a series versus the Flyers, since it's Penguins-Flyers now, even though there's only a handful of players on both teams that were even a part of it. Chris Letang on how this series is different from that one. Yeah, we're all over 30 years old now. <laughs> we're all supposed to be mature, so uh, I mean, it, it, it was uh, whatever it was. It was in the moment, emotional. Uh, we have a different team, different experience, different coaching staff. It's two different era. It's not even same team, same leader. Like it's totally different. So I just gonna play our game and uh, and try to win game one. That's it. Everything is different. So uh, we don't even look at that. Uh, Steve tweets. You guys know, even after winning back-to-back cups, there will be people calling for Sullivan to be fired if the Penguins don't win a third cup. Absolutely. 100%. And we'll be here for all of it. 100%. (laughs) Imagine if they get down like two games and none in a series. The amount of people that'll be like, well, had a good run. You know, got like Rutherford's lost it. Got to trade one of the big stars now. Probably time to just reset, reload. 
Yep. That's what it will. I can't it will. Wait. Listen. It will. The playoffs bring a lot of joy, but they also bring a lot of crap like that, and I am here for all of it. I can't wait for Penguins playoff Facebook comments. Our buddy uh, Bobby from Johnstown uh, tweeted us a link and just said this BuzzFeed article was made for you guys. Uh, it was 25 animal facts that sound fake but are actually totally true. I've got I've got 16 good ones out of it, oh, right? Okay. We love we love animal talk on the show. If you guys haven't like figured that out yet, I haven't even looked at these. Like yet. animal mating noises, mm-hmm. nature. In Anytime general. we can watch animals mate on YouTube, we're watching it. Anytime we can learn, learn about animals. Absolutely. Zoo corner. Female dragonflies will sometimes fake their own death to avoid mating with a male. How bad is that? If you're a male dragonfly and you're you're going to mate and then the female's just, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm out. Keep it moving. Male giraffes will smell and drink a female giraffe's urine to tell if she's ready to mate. Wow. 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 How about giraffes, man? Wow. Good job. That's how you tell? Could you imagine if humans did that? No. No, I can't. End of the night at the bar. (laughs) You're looking around. It's like, hey, real quick, I like you're about to leave. I'm about to leave. Can I drink some of your urine real quick? See go time. <laughs> Just got to check. Male garter snakes will imitate a female garter snake in order to attract males that will cuddle and keep them warm. Wow. Well, is that catfishing? Is that like it is kind of catfishing, yeah. snake catfishing? It is, yeah. Uh, to avoid being uh, eaten by a female, a male Argonaut octopus may detach its mating arm and leave it in the female Wait, before what? swimming away to safety. What's a do mating need, arm? Do you need that? What's <laughs> a mating arm? <laughs> I don't know. There's there's no more details. All right, look up an Argonaut octopus because I got to see this thing mate if it has something called a mating arm. Mating arm? So wait, hold on. It just leaves it in the female before swimming away to to, to safety? Uh, to avoid being eaten by the female. So does the female eat the male after? All right, that's an interesting one there. Again, we're just reading animal facts on the show right now. Uh, kinkajous have the ability to rotate their feet, can run equally as fast forward as they can backwards. All right, that's, that's a nightmare. That's an alien right there. Kinkajous are aliens. A chameleon's tongue is approximately twice as long as its body. Female lobsters attract males by squirting urine from nozzles on their face directly onto their selected mate. Could you imagine if humans did that? Who wants that? (laughs) Female lobsters have urine nozzles on their face. Our show is so educational. Like, what lobster discovered that? And he's like, this is going to be the thing. A wombat's poop is cube-shaped, and their digestive process can take anywhere from 14 to 18 days. How do you poop a cube? A wombat can do it. 14 to 18 days, wombats brew it, and then they poop cubes. Unbelievable. Little Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls aren't cubed. You know, that was probably the worst reference you could make. Humans make Tootsie Rolls. Wombats make chocolate cubes, man. That's not a Tootsie Roll. 
Sloths, uh, sloths live the majority of their lives in trees. They come down to the ground only once a week to poop. I've seen that before. A narwhal's husk is actually a really long front tooth, not a unicorn horn. Wow. An otter's poop is technically called spraint and can smell like violets. How about otters and wombats? Wombats poop cubes and otters poop can smell like violets. Wow. A big, delicious smelling, nice smelling sprint pile. Flying tree snakes can soar as far as 330 feet. Hell no. That's safe. Yeah, just no. Uh-huh. Manatees use flatulence to regulate uh, their buoyancy by holding in farts to float and, re- <laughs> <laughs> and releasing farts to sink. Good for manatees, right? <laughs> Look at you go, manatees. What a superpower you have. The magicians of the sea, as they're often uh, referred to as. The bottlenose dolphin can make half its brain go to sleep while the other half remains awake and alert. The white-throated snapping turtle can actually breathe through its butt. <laughs> wow. So could you kill a white-throated snapping turtle by just putting your thumb over its butt? Uh, no, it probably breathe through its mouth too, right? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't say. Gotta if the use bu- two hands. It doesn't say if the butt is the primary place that a white-throated snapping turtle breathes out of. But yeah, if you covered its mouth and its butt, that's probably it. Lights out for the snapping turtle. All right, I got uh, I got one more here. Right? Uh, these are, this is just a BuzzFeed article. Our friend Bobby from Johnstown sent us animal facts that sound fake but are actually true. This is the uh, this is the last one here. The hog-nosed shrew rat uses its long pubic hair to feel the ground beneath it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> you imagine if humans did that? As tall as I am? You kidding me? I wouldn't be able to feel the ground till I was about 45 years old. <laughs> Uh, we were just reading uh, some things from a BuzzFeed list. Our buddy uh, Bobby from Johnstown sent us and said this BuzzFeed article was made for you guys. It was animal facts that sound fake but are actually totally true. I mean, one of the ones that really stuck out to me was a wombat's poop is cube-shaped and their digestive process can take anywhere from 14 to 18 days. I just looked up wombat poop and, uh, yeah, it's it's cube-shaped. Learn something new every day. Little building blocks. Dave tweets, who needs Animal Planet when you have Mikey and Bob? I feel like we should have a nature show. Like, that's what it really should. A nature show should be like some sort of zoological expert. And then people like me and you are just like, are you kidding me? Wombats poop cubes? Show me. And then just mind-blowing animal things. Uh, Sheila tweets here. Thanks to Mikey and Bob. My Google search history now contains wombat poop cubes. Hey, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed. Do you get that flag that work? Like if you work in an office that monitors your, uh, online activity, wombat poop cubes, getting you flagged at work. You think maybe pull you into a meeting? Ashton tweets here. I'm crying, laughing on my way to school, listening to animal facts. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. How about female lobsters? Attract males by squirting urine from nozzles on their face directly onto their selected male. 
I mean, choose your man. Squirt him so you know it's real. Let him know. Hit him with that urine nozzle. Katie tweets here, first thing I hear leaving a night shift, a white-throated snapping turtle can breathe through its butt. Mikey and Bob, I can't imagine hearing anything else after a long night. Uh, that's what we're here for. Is the butt the backup? Or is that just how it breathes, though? That's the question. Well, you know? look it up. I don't know. I'm I'm looking up octopus sex right now. Okay, what? What was the... <laughs> Okay, hold on. Let it was get... the very first one that you read, and then I got distracted. Hold on. Let me, let me find the octopus one again. Let me find what the octopus one was again, because that one was all over the place, man. That was stunning. To avoid being eaten by the female, a male argonaut octopus may detach its mating arm yeah. and leave it in the female before swimming away to safety. Yeah, that's real. Okay, well, an octopus has eight arms. Is there a specific mating arm there on the is. octopus? There is. Okay, wait. So do octopus not have, like, reproductive? What the hell is look that? Where, look where the reproductive Okay, hold on. By their- hold you- on. Hold on. Bob is showing me a diagram of octopus mating right now. By the way, I don't know if I want to see video of this. I do. I saw video already. It's, it's you know, you can't really tell. It just looks like octopus. There's legs everywhere. It, it looks like octopus is wrestling, Tentacles right? all over the place. Okay, Bob is showing me a diagram right now of octopus mating. So that's the male right there. So uh, the male sticks one of its octopus arms. Yeah, yeah. In. Well, it's a, it's a, a specific one, though, because if you look. Its parts are up here, and then that one arm is connected. Wait, hold on. The male reproductive parts on an octopus are, like, in its in its big octopus brain area? Yeah, which I wouldn't expect either. Well, where do you expect them to be? I don't I'd know. I'd expect them to be under the, the octopus, bottom? right? Yeah. Like, like, you got to get through the eight legs, and then the surprise. Not up by the eye. So the octopus reproductive parts are in, like, its octopus brain area, and then there's a mating arm, and it goes... Into the female's brain area. What? Then you snap it off and run away? What? So octopus mate, like octopuses mate through that, like, I, I'm sure it's it's not, but like their big, what, their big head, their head, head yeah. brain area yeah. thing. Yeah. Wow. And then my man has to snap his. Snap his tentacle Sna- off. He snaps it off to try to save himself. Yeah. Man. That's amazing. Nature. And then you got giraffes. Male giraffes will smell and drink a female giraffe's urine to tell if she's ready to mate. <laughs> what would you rather do? Snap off your mating arm or... Uh... <laughs> Test tweets here. I want to get a pet wombat and name it Rubik's. That way, uh, when I'm cleaning up its poop, it'll sound smart when I say I'm working on Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> beautiful right there. Christy tweets, that animal article was the first time your show left me speechless. You could easily spend a majority of the show talking about any one of the facts you guys described. And Fry Guy tweets us here, Wombat Poop Plushies. And there is a link to plush a plush wombat that comes with square <laughs> wombat poop plushies. <laughs> The poop has smiley it's, faces. It's, it's like one of those Etsy things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, somebody yeah. crocheted wombat with cubed wombat poop for you to buy. That is very specific plushy to make, right? I got to be honest, though. It's only nine bucks. It's deal of the day. 
Speaking of deal of the day, if you have wombat poop or giraffe urine on your carpets, call our friends at Zero Res Carpet Care for the Mikey and Bob special. This person crochets poop. There's guinea pig poop. There's rabbit poop. All right. Is, is it all happening? like nine bucks? I just need to click off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, click off or click on and give them your credit card info and buy a bunch of plush animal poop for the <laughs> studio here. Zero Rest Carpet Care cleans with their empowered water. We've been telling you about them for years. Uh, they come out to your house. Just make your home smell fresh uh-huh. and get your carpets healthier by getting rid of that smell in your house, getting rid of the bacteria that's lurking in your carpets that you can't even see. And they have the Mikey and Bob special. Three rooms, zero res clean, starting at $129. Bucks. Uh, you can also get your air ducts done uh, this month. You'll save 50 bucks when you get your air ducts done from zero res. I had mine done. It, it is a game changer, especially if you have like allergies or something. You won't believe how much crap just comes out of your air ducts. It's kind of nasty, right? It, it's gross. And how many people actually get their air ducts no. cleaned on a regular basis? Seriously, right? not I, that you, many. You'll go, you'll go a decade without getting your air ducts clean, and then you get it clean, and you're just like, wow, what was I doing? House smells clean, mm-hmm. fresh, nice. For springtime, Mikey and Bob special, zero-res carpet care, three rooms starting at $129. Call 412-701-1188. That's 412-701-1188 or zeroresPGH.com. Uh, spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. Zero-res. Follow and tweet the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Melina tweets here, only Mikey and Bob show uh, will teach you about peanut butter butt cheeks in the clench and waddle maneuver. Thank you guys for not only the laughs, but the vision. At FS Mikey and at FS Big Bob. Mikey and Bob, it is the uh, 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. In about 10 minutes, we give you another keyword to text in. To 200, 200, you're shot at $1,000. We do it 16 times a day here on the uh, station. So that'll be coming up. Uh, Patrick Hornquist from the Penguins joins us around 9 a.m. on the show. Uh, we barely ever have people on the show. Yes. But uh, we had we had Hornquist on last year during the playoffs, and then he scored the goal that won the Penguins back-to-back cups. So uh, we'll have him on again this morning. Uh, we should just ask him for a Phil Castle story. That's it. You think Horny has one? I'm sure he has. Like, just flat out be like, listen, yeah, everybody yeah. loves Phil Kessel, but he's like a mythical creature. Like He, he really is when you think about he it. He doesn't say a lot in interviews. You know, even in the pen stuff they do, you know, like in the room and stuff like that and mm-hmm. things online and Penn's TV and all that, you know, you know so much about the players. I feel like I still don't know much about Phil Kessel. And the thing that we do know about him, that he loves hot dogs, isn't even a real thing. You know, the story that followed him from Toronto that he got, like, good luck hot dogs on his way to the arena wasn't even, like, a real story. Uh, Yes, Phil has embraced it since then because everybody, you know, just associated him with hot dogs. They took the Got tattoos of it. took the iconic picture of him. I mean, do you remember that picture? Phil Kessel filled the Stanley Cup full of hot dogs uh-huh. on a golf course. Yep. What a legend, man. Or is that rude? Is what rude? Like, I mean, if you're talking to Patrick Hornquist, do we only ask Patrick Hornquist like questions about like specifically the team and himself, or is it okay if we're just like give us a give us a good Phil Kessel story? I think we can. That know. fans might not know. I just want more Phil Kessel. I don't think it's rude. Uh, Penguins, of course, game one versus the Flyers. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs getting started Wednesday at home. Game two will be Friday at home. We're going to game two, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a Friday night? You kidding me? 
Nobody's really got to work the next day. Uh, let's go pants, huh? man. We're actually going to the uh, arena after the show today. The Penguins invited us over to try some playoff food. I don't know. I'm good with that, you know? <laughs> all right. They didn't have to ask twice. He's like, all right. Food, playoff food, all right. Sure. Uh, of course, a lot of people are talking about the 2012 series versus the Flyers, which uh, I don't know. There's maybe three or four people from each team that are even still on the Penguins and the Flyers. Uh, Sidney Crosby asked about being, you know, one of the players from that 2012 playoff series. Yeah, I think when we look back, I think, you know, it was a wild series, so it's a hard one to really gauge. You know, both teams were pretty heavily involved physically, emotionally. It was just a wild series. I mean, you won't see anything like that, I don't think, for a really long time. And uh, with the fights and the amount of goals that were scored. I mean, that was Max Talbot uh, shush series, right? That was a crazy series, wasn't it? Wasn't that Max no, Talbot No, I don't think that was. I think that no. was... Uh... Like the f- where Chris Letang tried to shush the crowd. Oh, yeah. Remember right. that? The Penguins and Flyers had like two back-to-back years where it was just like bonkers-ass series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the game was just, it was just crazy. So, I mean, it's hard to, to compare, but certainly you can take some lessons from it. You know, when you're on the wrong side, you know, it's a tough lesson, but I think, you know, you have to learn those sometimes, and, you know, you have to you have to find that balance, and, you know, our experience since, since then will certainly help us. Uh, Sid talking about how they can have success in this series versus Philly. I think we just focus on our game, and... The biggest thing in the playoffs is, you know, being able to adjust and uh, whoever can, you know, execute their game the best. And I think every team that makes the playoffs trusts, you know, what gets them there. And, you know, I think that's that's basically what it comes down to. Whatever happened in the regular season, whether you, you won four or you're two and two or you're on four, it doesn't really matter at this point. So um, everyone starts fresh. I feel like that's been a big difference in the last couple of years when they've, you know, won the cup. And since Coach Sullivan has become the coaches. Going into playoff series before, and even with the, you know, when Bilesmo was here, it would always be like, okay, what are the Penguins going to have to do to try to exploit this team's weaknesses? And where can they get the advantage? And now it's just like the Penguins should be able to beat any team. They just have to play the way they're supposed to play yeah. and not get away from that, not try to be like, all right, forget everything we were doing before that worked. It's like, we got to attack this player. Like, Philly's oh. defense sucks right here, so this is what we got to, you know, it's just like, listen, if they just play their game how they're accustomed to, they can beat anybody. And I think that's what has different, you know, been different in the past couple of years as compared to even some of those series versus Philly, which was just like, they were a totally different team off their game fighting, you know, just a, a mess. Uh, Sid talking about uh, the Penguins' playoff experience now, of course, back-to-back Cubs, and the Penguins have been to the playoffs for how many years in a row now? Just, I think this trust and belief, and, you know, every guy's going to go out there and, and play their game, um, and, you know, I think everyone believes if we do that, then you know, it doesn't matter who it is, but somebody will find a way to to make a big play, um, whether it's a save or a block shot or defensive play, a goal, you name it. Um, all those things add up to winning, and I think that, you know, we have that trust and belief that, you know, guys will find a way to do that. Uh, so game one is coming up on Wednesday. See this tweet we got here from Laura? Uh, this is what it's all about right here. It is. It is. It really is. Uh, Laura tweeted here. Just want to give you guys a shout out for bringing laughter to my big brother who is currently fighting cancer at West Penn. Your meatball thief musical performance made him laugh out loud during chemo. Hashtag cancer sucks. Hashtag spread the joy. Meatball Thief musical performance. Do you even remember that? 
I mean, obviously, we haven't covered uh, Meatball Thief. On, I remember some story about some guy stealing, stealing meatballs. meatballs. Do you have it over there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Hold on. Uh, this apparently helped Laura's brother through uh, through chemo. So we appreciate him listening. Um, and this was the meatball thing. I don't even really remember this, but... Lehman Glenn Robert Potter of Sugarloaf is accused of taking a pot full of meatballs... Yeah, he took a bunch of meatballs. ...right out of someone's garage. Yeah. State police, he wasn't exactly caught red-handed, but there was yep. red sauce on his face and clothing right. when oh, he was man. picked up in Luzerne County. First of all, who steals garage meatballs? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What sort of operation is somebody running where they have meatballs cooking in their garage? Yeah, where are their garage Is that a meat- thing? Is that a- Yeah, honestly. Who buys meatballs out of a garage or cooks meatballs in a garage? I don't know. Maybe somebody's just making like, uh, maybe they're making such a large amount of meatballs that it can't even be cooked in their kitchen. They have a full meatball, like bootleg meatball operation going on. It's kind of like if you were cooking meth, but instead of meth, it's meatballs. You know, they have a whole special operation. Everything's tarped off and everything in case this, like a pot explodes and sauce goes everywhere. <laughs> Maybe he was going for meth and found meatballs and, uh, you know, you know that I'm could okay be it too. It. Maybe he saw this person bringing in a bunch of pots and a bunch of different uh, you know, <laughs> tubes and beakers and he's thinking, oh, they're cooking meth in that garage. I'm breaking in. And then he breaks in and he's just like, well, it's not meth, boy. Let me uh, let me get a little bit of these balls over here. Oh, I'm telling you. Damn. Keep your hands on your own balls. Don't touch somebody else's meatballs. Those aren't your balls. Those aren't your balls. Those aren't your balls. Those aren't your balls. off the balls. I got red sauce all uh. over my lips, all over my face, cause I got on somebody else's meatballs. Those ain't my balls. Those aren't your balls. Those ain't my balls. Oh damn. I got arrested. I got arrested. Uh. I got charged with theft cause I tried to steal somebody's balls. Hankering. Saucy balls. Hankering for the balls. Hankering for the balls. Saucy balls. But it was meatballs mm. I was kind of disappointed But kind of not really Delicious meatballs Got the sauce all over my face mm. Don't steal somebody else's balls Those aren't your balls Those aren't your balls Ooh, saucy balls Saucy, saucy balls Saucy, saucy balls If you learn one thing today uh. Just know Yeah That you should never have your hands Never have your face Hell on something so that was the meatball garage story. And listen, I don't care who listened to that just now or who listened to that when we originally did it. It was just like, I can't with these guys. They just, uh, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it helped Laura's brother through his uh, chemo treatment. So that's, that's all what, that matters. That's what it's all about. Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss. It's the uh, Morning Freak Show. See the naked lady who uh, ran at Cosby? I did. Uh, did Bill Cosby's retrials happened in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Nicole Rochelle is the lady's name. Uh, Ran naked outside the courthouse that Bill Cosby was walking into. 
told reporters the main goal of her act was to make Cosby uncomfortable because it's exactly what he's been doing to women for decades. I mean, she got within like 10 feet of him, maybe? Yeah. She had stuff written all over her naked body, too. She was shouting, uh, shouting, hey, hey, women's lives matter. As she ripped off her jacket and ran towards uh, Cosby. She actually appeared in four episodes of the Cosby show from 90 to 92. Like she didn't make a, she didn't play a main role on the Cosby She's like show. One of the kids' friends. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but there's a bunch of pictures of a uh, naked lady basically scaring Bill Cosby outside of his trial. Did Bill Cosby even react to it though? I don't think so. D- didn't he say he's blind now? Yeah, yeah. He probably like, didn't isn't even that know. he's just saying like I'm just I'm I'm blind. Because if he reacted to it, then he could be like you can see, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if he just flinched, like you saw a naked lady running at you. Maybe he could just say he just saw like. A blur coming towards him or something like that. I don't know. Uh, the Simpsons on Sunday night. A lot of people are upset about this, right? Uh, does anybody watch Simpsons on a regular basis? I haven't seen a new episode of The Simpsons in probably a decade. It's definitely been a while. A while. So everybody knows probably that The Simpsons have a character named Pooh who has a thick Indian accent. Right, he runs the Quickie Mart. Right. Um, there was a documentary made by a comedian of South Asian descent called "The Problem with a Poo," basically saying how, listen, maybe when The Simpsons first came out, this was kind of acceptable, um, even though it probably shouldn't have been. It was a very, you know, stereotyped character. And isn't it Hank Azaria, who the voice voices yeah, a poo, yeah. like a white dude, you know? Yeah. So he's basically doing an impression of an Indian guy. So, of course, you know, nowadays, like, all right, yeah, probably is not a good thing to do. So they made a documentary about it. And even Hank Azaria, who does the voice, said, I think the documentary made some really interesting points, gave us a lot of things to think about. We're really thinking about it. And he said he found the situation upsetting. Why can't they do they still have a poo on the show? Or did they, like, write him out of the show? I feel like that's how you handle it. You just don't have him on the show anymore. Just be like, all right, well, this character probably we shouldn't have on the show anymore. Uh, why did they just do that? Why didn't? Why wasn't it just like, well, moving forward, we, we just won't feature? Well, know? we bring this up, though, because Sunday night, I guess, on a new episode of The Simpsons, they addressed it with Lisa and Marge. Marge telling Lisa a bedtime story at the end, um, and Lisa turned directly to, you know, the camera of the TV audience and said, Something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? And then it pans to a picture, a framed picture of a poo at next to Lisa's bed. And then Marge says, some things will be dealt with at a later date. And then Lisa says, if at all. So they're basically saying, um, they're basically saying like they might not even address yeah, a poo, and that they probably should have never had this character to start with. But a, p- a bunch of people got upset because they're saying like the Simpsons are just you know pushing it off and just like yeah, it wasn't. It's not a big deal. Maybe we'll address it. Maybe we won't. But um, but I saw somebody on Twitter brought up the point of like why don't they do what Looney Tunes did? And that's that's how you solve it, right? Because Looney Tunes back in the day, like Warner Brothers, like Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Looney Tunes had a bunch of offensive stuff in it, you know, whether it was racist, whether it was sexist. But you look back on some Looney Tunes, like for, I don't know, 70s and 80s, stuff like that, maybe even earlier than that. A ton of it. There's a lot of it. So a lot of times, if you can actually find 
I I don't know if you're watching Looney Tunes somewhere on some random channel or I don't know if you can watch it on Netflix or something. There's a message that flashes and says, like, the cartoons you're going to see are products of their time. They may depict some of the ethnic and racial prejudices that were commonplace in American society. These depictions were wrong then and are wrong today. While the following does not represent the view of today's society, these cartoons are being presented as they were originally created because to do so otherwise would uh, be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. Like, maybe you throw that, uh, like, at the beginning of a Simpsons episode that's going to have a poo in it. And just and keep going. And then keep it moving, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Just say, like, all right, this this was offensive. We probably should have never done this. And like we realize that now. The Simpsons people have let it turn into this thing. I don't think it would have been a big deal because if you go back and watch, like, old episodes <laughs> of almost anything from the 70s or 80s, there's mm-hmm. plenty of offensive stuff that wouldn't fly. I mean, there's stuff... From the early 2000s that you could go back and look at. Would you be like, yeah, that wouldn't fly today. People would get upset about it. That would be a thing today, you know? Yep. And yeah, it's, it's probably a good thing, but I, they could probably just put that message that Looney Tunes puts up for old old episodes of The Simpsons, or if they're going to feature a poo. Just like times have changed, we understand. And flash that and, uh, and keep it moving. Mikey and Bob, it is the uh, 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. The city is starting to get that magical buzz again. It's starting to get that tingle. It's Penguins playoff time. Mm-hmm. You know, the big screen's going up. People are getting their lawn signs out. The playoffs are starting. Uh, joining us now on the phone from the Penguins, Patrick Hornquist. Horny, are you there? I'm here. There he is. Now, you called us last year during the playoffs. And then you ended up scoring the goal that won the cup. So I don't know how superstitious you are, but I'm just saying let's not change anything from last year and welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that would be a good plan for this year too. Now, do you feel any pressure going into like this playoff since you guys have won back-to-back cups? Because, you know, looking at it kind of from a fan's perspective, it's kind of like we're playing with house money right here. Like, two, two cups in a row. It's unbelievable. It's, you know, we want to win the cup again, but there's not a lot of pressure to win the cup like, uh, you know, maybe there was two years ago or even last year. Are you guys kind of feeling that as players, too? No, I think uh, the pressure from ourselves at all is to, to win the Stanley Cup. And, and we set high standards for our team, and I think uh, we're playing our best hockey when there's a pressure on the line. And, and uh, finally, we're, we're here in the playoffs, and... And uh, we know what it's all about, and um, obviously we want to win again, and uh, and uh, we don't feel we feel pressure from, from ourselves, and that's a good thing. Well, I'm just I'm just letting you know I don't think we're all gonna hate you if you guys don't win the cup this year. But go ahead and win it, and we'll be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, we'll be too. all right. Uh, now okay. you you signed an extension earlier this year to stay in Pittsburgh. You might have been able to cash in and get some more money another place, but what made you want to kind of stay here for so many more years in Pittsburgh? Just the the way the organization treats the players here, and and uh, obviously the the owners always spending to the cap, and and with Sid and Gino and then the same team and Tanger and Murray for for a long long time too. Then then we know we're gonna be contenders uh, every single year, and uh, that's why I'm playing. I want to win, and and uh, Pittsburgh was a has been a great fit for me, and uh, my family really enjoys it here, and. Uh, yeah, it was nice to get that out of the way before the playoffs and just focusing on hockey now and, and don't worry about free agency or what's going to happen this summer. 
So now, I, you, I mean, you're pretty much, if you go to the end of that contract, you'll be here for a long time. You'll be like a... You're a yinzer at that point. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, some past Penguins players, and I'm saying this because I see this in your future, have had products come out. You know, like if you're, if you're here long enough... <laughs> they will make a product like Yarmir Yager had peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I remember Pascal Dupuis had like his own mustard. Dijon. Marc Andre Fleury had flurry flakes. So I'm I'm envisioning a Patrick Hornquist product in like a Giant Eagle. So if you could make some sort of Patrick Hornquist product, like if Giant Eagle came to you and said, "Horny, we want to <laughs> do something." What product do you think you would have on the shelves of Giant Eagle? That would be a coffee for sure. Then I love coffee, and uh, I think uh, Americans, you you guys uh, drink your coffee pretty special. So uh, I would like to have a little more flavor to to your guys' coffee. So that would be a coffee for sure. What kind of flavors are we talking? Uh, a little stronger flavor. So uh, That's what I'm talking I think about. you guys like it pretty mild. So uh, so that would be a guaranteed. Listen, me and Bob wake up at like 3.30 in the morning to do the show. If I could <laughs> if I could get a cup of horny coffee to start my yeah, morning and get me going. You ready to go then. I got you the name. Horny of hot coffee. Horny hot coffee. Yeah. There's the name Perfect. and everything too. All right. Well, That's great. Hopefully Giant Eagle's listening. Are you we'll listening, get, Giant I Eagle? I hope so too. Let's get go. you some endorsement money here. Now, <laughs> speaking of uh, your family and b- staying in Pittsburgh and everything, Patrick Hornquist on with us, the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Uh, back uh, earlier this year when the team had a break, you uh, took the family to, to Disney World, wasn't it? How was Disney World? No, it was great. Uh, our daughter, she's four now, and, and uh, she loved it. Uh, you know, that's a special uh, experience to, to walk around there. And she she met all the princesses and, and all that. And it was a great experience. And um, now we actually we had, a, we had another baby here two weeks ago, another little girl. So that was the first thing she said we, we have to take the new baby to, to Disney World when they get warm again and uh, so uh, hopefully that that get a tradition for our family to to go down there and and spend some time because it's great and and uh, they really do a good job down there now do you wander around with the mouse ears do you put the Mickey Mouse ears on yeah she did I didn't uh, but uh, that was great and she enjoyed all the rides too so we, we had a blast down there and uh, that's that's great when when you have those break you just can relax and and do some other things and and just think about hockey and and spend time with your family and in a different place so that really energized me too. Now I don't know if you've seen this this morning but out in Vegas at the uh the Bellagio they made like a full life-size chocolate rice crispy treat Mark Andre Fleury. I mean the pads <laughs> in the jersey and everything. Have you seen this yet? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's amazing. It's like a life-size flurry, Rice crispy treat, <laughs> chocolate thing. So I'm saying, if the Rivers Casino, <laughs> like you can't, you can't, hold on, you can't pick yourself here, but if the Rivers Casino said, we want to make a life-size Penguins player out yeah. of Rice crispy treats and chocolate, delicious. an edible Penguins player, which Penguins teammate would you like to take a bite out of? Oh, that would be Phil then. You're taking a bite out of Phil the Thrill. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, is there any specific reason why, or do you just look at Phil thinking, like, if Phil was edible, he'd be delicious? Yeah, I, I just think he's the perfect fit for that. He's, you know, he's he, he got a great uh, personality, and uh, he's one of the guys who he can take it and, and enjoy it. So that would be an easy call for me. I got to be honest, I want a Phil Kessel kick now. <laughs> Life size. <laughs> uh, Phil Kessel, to me, 
and I think a lot of Penguins fans, is almost like a unicorn. You know, like he's been here for a few years now, and we know so much on the ice and off the ice about about so many of you. But I don't think we know a ton about Phil. You know, he's just like this mythical creature. Is there any good Phil Kessel story? Maybe something that's happened this year, maybe in the <laughs> locker room, something he said, something he's done, maybe that fans didn't get to experience or they didn't get to see on TV or something that comes to mind when you talk about Phil Kessel? I don't know. That's so many. I, I think you guys, you might have to get him on the show one day and you guys can talk about it. I don't want to sit here and well, see, talk that's, about Phil Kessel's but, stories. It's He's, you know, he's he's a unique guy, and um, he always brings that smile to the rink, and and he always have that kind of uh, crazy looking eyes when when he always have something in mind. So he's just a, a great teammate, and and uh, that's all I can say. And he would be a delicious cake too. No, oh, he would be. <laughs> he would. Sure. He would. Now, uh, Patrick Hornquist on with us. It's Mikey and Bob, the Kiss Morning Freak Show. Now, everybody in hockey gets a nickname. You know, you're horny. You got Sid, Gino, Tanger, Mers. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just do this real quick. I'm going to give you me and Bob's real name, the, the government names and what you, can you just let us know? Like what our hockey names would be? Okay. So like, uh, this is just a hockey thing. Like just my off top, whatever you think, my real whatever. name, my real name is Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty would be my real name. So what would my hockey name be if I'm on the team? I don't know, man. That's. Everybody's just Mikey, you know, like it's it's hard. And Mikey's good. Hard. I mean, Mikey would yeah. work. That's what I call myself yeah. on the mm-hmm. show. Like Bob's mm-hmm. real That's name. Good. Bob's real name is Bob Mason. Like if, you know, if Bob's playing goalie, he's Bob Mason. What do you think the guys would call him? Bob Mason. You can't like put a Y on it. Masony or oh, Macy, maybe Macy. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. M- Mikey and Macy, maybe a new name for the show right there. Yeah, that'd be great. What about uh what about like uh the GM, Jim Rutherford? Like if you had to make a nickname, like a hockey oh, nickname for what are you what are you calling Rutherford, huh? <laughs> You don't want to come up with a Rutherford nickname, no? No, that was awkward, so I'll leave that for you guys. All right. Uh going into uh the first series here, starting off with the Flyers. There's been a lot of bad blood over the years with the uh, Flyers, it doesn't seem like there's as much of a big rivalry. Like, I know it's a big deal playing the Flyers, but do you do you get a hate for the Flyers like it seems like there were, you know, maybe even in the past years, even when you weren't with the team? I know you've probably heard the stories and see the highlights and everything, but, I mean, you, you want to beat them, but there's no, not a lot of hate there, really, is there? Yeah, I think maybe hate is, is the wrong word, but I think uh, everything's, kind of slow down with hitting and fighting here lately in the NHL so that's why the fans don't think it's it's the same intensity out there but we still have that that feeling every time we play the Flyers it can be a, a big game it's a rivalry and and you know every single check is finished so so there still is that atmosphere out there but maybe for the fans they don't they don't see it as much because it's not as much hitting and at least as much fighting and all that stuff but we still have that that feeling every time we play them maybe we want to go go in and, and and obviously beat them and and it's always big game so it would be great great matchup for us and uh, the good thing we know a lot about them and then they know about a lot about us too so it would be a great matchup uh now that the playoffs started you know how penguins fans are going to be because it yeah. happened a couple of years ago with the HBK line when mm-hmm. that line kind of caught fire with Phil Haggy and Bones. 
And, you know, I'm just looking at the lines from Monday's practice. You're on a line with uh, Gino and Hagelin. So, you know, if you guys end up being the line, maybe, if that ends up being the line, that catches fire. So it's you, Horny. It's Malkin, Gino. Mm -hmm. It's Carl Hagelin, who's fast. The fast, horny Russian line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I mean, print the T-shirts right now, right? Fast, horny Russian yeah. line and get it done, right? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are good. We come prepared when we're talking to Pros. somebody, Horny. You know? Pros. Sure you guys are. All right, well, tell. we'll do this, and you, uh, you just score the goals, man. And hopefully now that you've called the show again like you did last year, uh, we can do this all again. You win a third cup, you get the game-winning goal, and then we'll uh, we'll talk to you next year at the same time, all right? For sure. All I right. agree with that. Uh, good luck to you, Horny. Thanks again for waking up and uh, talking to us, and uh, good luck this year mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and hopefully you guys can get the third cup, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for a good show, too. All right, there Have he is. Good morning. Patrick Hornquist on with us on the Kiss Morning Freak Show. Thanks again to Jim Bellano, everybody over at the Penguins for getting us uh, a horny morning here. I want, by the way, if we need Gi- that horny coffee. If Giant Eagle had the strong, hot, horny coffee. I mean, he wants extra powered. That, see, that's what I'm about, too, because I have to drink so much coffee in the morning to get me going. If I had some sort of super powered, hot, horny coffee, you kidding me? Mm hmm. Put mm-hmm. his face on it, a giant eagle. Sell out. Give me it in the little K-cup form, oh, too. Yeah. You want to get know. one of those? I know. I know. The little horny K-cup? you kidding me? I'd be zooming. You think our show's good now? Wait till we're on that hot, horny coffee. So thank you again to everybody at the Penguins for getting us uh, Patrick Hornquist this morning. Mikey and Bob, it is the uh, 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. High today, 46 degrees. Might see a little bit of rain uh, tonight. Nothing major, though. And uh, it's supposed to keep just getting warmer during the week and into the weekend. Uh, Friday, I think we hit the 70s for the first time. Just give me give me 70-degree weekend, man. Come on. Let me live. Uh, we just had Patrick Hornquist from the uh, Penguins on the show. Everybody <sighs> ramping up, man. I mean, we're all experienced with Penguins playoff runs at this point. It's just that time where, you, you know... Everything else kind of goes on hold, and it's just Penguins playoff time. Like, I can't wait for all of it. I can't wait to read, like, Penguins Facebook comments. It's all coming. Like, whenever they lose a playoff game, people freak out. I don't know, though. They've won back-to-back cups. Like I said, like, what do fans expect? Because I was actually kind of surprised. You know, of course, the Penguins want to win the cup. I mean, you can say you don't know, but fans, they freak out. We know how this plays out. I know, but even All Patrick even Patrick Hornquist, uh, you know, was just on the show. Even him, like, getting into that mindset where it's just like, you know, kind of just saying how hungry they still are, man. And I don't know. I'm just not there. I'm kind of like, as long as they don't lose to the Flyers in the first round, okay? Obviously, we don't want that to happen. No, uh-uh. But after this round, I think, I'm kind of good with whatever happens. You know, like... Man, losing the Flyers in the first round. You can't let that happen. I'm going straight to Facebook if that happens. I'm an unnamed person here. I won't call him out who works with Giant Eagle. We are listening about the coffee. We could make it happen. What are we waiting on? Uh, The Penguins were live tweeting some of our uh, call with Patrick Hornquist there. Uh, From the Penguins Twitter account, it said, Hornquist on his own Giant Eagle product. It would definitely be coffee. I love coffee. I'd like to add more flavor to your coffee. Make it a little stronger. And then they quote me, horny hot coffee. Are you listening, Giant Eagle? I 
I my my I think my takeaway from our call with Patrick Hornquist going into the playoffs is horny hot coffee and Phil Kessel cake. If Hornquist could pick one person, because Vegas at the Bellagio, right? They've made a life-size Mark Andre Fleury out of uh, chocolate and Rice Krispie treats, but it, I mean, it looks like it's got his jersey on, his mask, his pads, and everything. It looks it's amazing, le- legit, yeah. So of course we asked Hornquist, you know, if one of your teammates was a big life-size Rice Krispie treat, chocolate, maybe at the Rivers Casino or something, who would it be? It, without hesitation, Phil Kessel. Because me and Bob were asking each other this off the air, and I, I or maybe this was on the air. This was, was that, on the air. Yeah. Was it on the air? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We were randomly talking about it. I said, "Sit." Like that's it, man. You go with the captain. If you gotta, if you gotta eat one chocolate player, you're eating Crosby, right? You go with the captain. I believe I, I picked Phil. Rice well. Krispie captain. You did. Eh, you and Horning are on the same level. We know. Delicious. Saz tweets. Hornquist thinking Phil's looking like a snack. <laughs> I mean, I wanted a good Phil story out of it. So him. did I. Like, I was debating on whether... It even leads to more of the mystery, though. I was, it, does, it does. The legend grows with Phil Kessel, right? Because I gave, I gave Hornquist the setup and everything. I even, I even made my question a little longer. So as soon as he knew where I was going with Phil, he would have time in his horny mind to think of a Phil story that may have happened that nobody knew about this year, you know? I said, is there just one out there? Because fans want so much more of Phil Kessel. Is there a story about Phil Kessel that we don't know? And it could have been anything. Something that happened in the locker room, and he just said, no. No. Maybe you guys can get Phil to tell you, but that was it. But then I was going to jump in and tell him, like, you know, everybody thinks, like, Phil Kessel interviews now. Like, Phil Kessel I don't think would be good on our show because I don't think Phil likes interviews. Like, I can't imagine asking this. Like, Hornquist is the best. As far as players on the team go right now, Hornquist is the best. Like, I take Hornquist on our show over just about anybody. Because right. he just be, plays along. He's a fun guy and everything, you know? He's a dad. He's got young kids. We're talking about Disney World with him. I By feel the way, like if Phil came on, though, like it w- it'd be like we were forcing him to. I think so, too. I think we'd stun Phil with a lot of our questioning. There wouldn't be a lot of uh, hockey talk at all, um, and I think Phil would just laugh off a lot of the things. And I don't, I don't think it would be, uh, I don't think it would be as good as we want to. Or maybe we got it all wrong. Um, by the way, uh, we've never had Evgeny Melkin on the show. No, I feel like that could be complete magic right there. But I almost feel like having Gino on the show would be almost be too much. It'd be like it could never live up. To what it is, you know, mm-hmm. having Gino on the show would be it, it can never live up to the high, high standard that we would have it to. So, again, we just talked to Patrick Hornquist. It's almost more fun to have Gino fantasies of I, what I, it would be. Well, is it almost? I think it's just as fun to have Phil Kessel fantasies, too. It right. It is. It's like, I don't even know if I actually want Phil and Gino on the show. I just want to fantasize about the <laughs> mythical creatures that they are from afar and never actually have them on the show. It'd be fun to have Sid on the show and just ask him nothing about hockey at all. Just simple questions. Sid, what's your favorite TV show right now and of all time? I want to know that. I want to know things about Sidney Crosby. Not hockey. Like that. So bad. Not hockey. Nothing hockey related at all. You know. I'm like, what's your favorite song right now? Probably saying Imagine Dragons. Imagine song, right? Dragons. Yep. 
Uh, Hornquist was fun, though, but, uh, you know, the Penguins starting the playoffs against the Flyers. They've won back-to-back cups. In the takeaway from our six, seven-minute interview with Patrick Hornquist is if you could have one product made for you at Giant Eagle, what would it be? It would be a coffee for sure. I love coffee, and uh, I think uh, Americans, you you guys think your coffee pretty special, so... uh, I would like to have a little more flavor to to your guys' coffee, so that would be a coffee for sure. What kind of flavors are we talking? Uh, a little stronger flavor, so uh, That's what I'm talking I think about. you guys light it pretty mild, so so that would be a guaranteed. Listen, me and Bob wake up at like three thirty in the morning to do the show. If I could, <laughs> if I could get a cup of horny coffee to start my yeah, morning and get be, me going, you guys be ready to go then. I got you the name. Horny of that. hot coffee. Horny hot coffee. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So we talked to the guy who gets the game-winning goal, Stanley Cup, and uh, that's the takeaway from that interview. Hot, horny coffee <laughs> is what we... <laughs> hot, co- hot, horny coffee is the takeaway from the whole interview. Get it done, Giant Eagle. Let's go. Does Hornquist have to call us back if he ends up getting a hot, horny coffee deal with Giant just, Eagle? We need to have a coffee party at that point. Just drink some horny coffee together. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry we didn't include a lot of hockey talk in there. Oh, we did come up with the fast horny Russian line. Oh, yeah, we did that, too. Uh, you know. All right, I feel like for the shirts in the strip district. Once that... we hit hot horny coffee, I kind of like, you know, we peaked there. It's like, yes. If it's Hornquist, Hagelin, and Melkin on a line, and it's the fast horny Russian line, what do the strip district t-shirts look like? Right? <laughs> it's got to be. I think it's just three generic like words, just like fast you don't think there's like some sort of Russian hockey? Like it's it's Evgeny Malkin, but there's streaks behind him, so he's going fast. And then, all right, never mind. I don't, <laughs> I don't want that shirt. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mikey and Bob, ninety-six-one kiss the uh, morning freak show. That show went by quick, right? It did. Uh, it's Penguins playoff time. Thank you again to everybody at the Penguins for getting uh, Patrick Hornquist on the uh, show today. Uh, Patrick Hornquist's call will be up on our podcast in a little bit. You can stream it, download it all for free on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, get our podcast every day, Mikey and Bob podcast. Also, if you have like a home speaker, if you got Alexa, if you have uh, you know Google Home, mm-hmm. all you have to do is say uh, play the Mikey and Bob podcast on iHeartRadio. Or play 96.1 KISS on iHeartRadio. Bring the station up or bring our podcast up. Very easy if you have one of the uh, home devices now. Uh, 12 more chances throughout the day to be listening for keywords. 10 after every hour through 9 p.m. to win $1,000. You got that. Uh, Pirates and Cubs actually going to play today. They got uh, postponed yesterday. This is the Cubs home opener, right, in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. They got postponed yesterday because it was snowing. Uh, 2.20 today, the Pirates... Uh, take on the Cubs, seven and two on the season. Still, did feel, you see feel the, the power? Did you see the Felipe Rivero stuff? He changed his name. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. He Felipe Rivero now the Pirates closer has legally changed his name to Felipe Vasquez. Vasquez is the surname of his sister Priscilla, mm-hmm. who he lives with in Florida in the off season. Mm-hmm. His jersey will be changed sometime soon to reflect uh, reflect the new name. Uh, Felipe Rivero tweeted out, I want to apologize to all the fans that bought stuff with my name and saw all this happen, but since it was such a long process, I wasn't able to say anything until it was actually approved. My apologies to y'all. 
I just want to apologize to anybody who actually bought like a Felipe Rivero jersey. Like, what are you doing? You can't buy any. You cannot buy. I'll tell you this right now. One safe player on the Pirates. There no is, one. No one's safe. I did, you there, is, there is no current Pirate that is safe. I don't care what their contracts are. I don't care what their numbers are. There is not one safe Pirates jersey to buy. Isn't that horrible? There's not one safe player. You know, the Pirates are in first place, man. Let them, let I know, but I'm let just Let them live. Hey, that's the reality. There ain't nobody safe. Uh, yeah, don't buy the Vasquez jersey either because he said if his sister tells him to change his number, he's going to change his number too, like later on in the yard. <laughs> just weird, right? If you're buying anything Pirates, buy a jersey. Spend 25 bucks or whatever it is, you know? If you're buying a jersey, Clemente, uh, you know, an older player, like Stargell or Kutch. Absolutely, Kutch, Kutch merch, Kutch jersey, still acceptable because he's an all-time great Pirate that the Stitty... The Stitty? Stitty? Oh, did I almost Ooh, get damn. us in trouble there? What's Ooh, a Stitty? <laughs> Ooh. I got us. I got us. No. All right. Should I just There's move There's probably a lot of Neil Walker jerseys out there, too. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Right. See how I just turned that? Yeah, all right. We got to do question of the day. Freak Show question of the day before we get out of here. This will be with Tall Kathy right around 530. Uh, get the answer right. Win yourself some prizes, maybe some tickets. The question of the day, if Patrick Hornquist could eat a life-size chocolate rice crispy treat uh, version of a teammate, who would it be? The answer, the delicious Phil Kessel. Because <laughs> at the Bellagio in Vegas, they made a life-size chocolate rice crispy treat flurry. It looks amazing. Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, but Hornquist said if he, you know, if he had to eat a teammate in that form... It would be the delicious, the irresistible, the chocolatey Phil Kessel. Yo, how aren't there Kessel Krispies? Oh my God, Giant Eagle, let's go! Giant Eagle, let's go! Put him in geckos too. What they got at gecko? Kessel Krispies. Kessel Krispies. What they got at gecko? Horny coffee. <laughs> I mean, there's the marketing plan. Let's go. Giant Eagle and gecko. Come on. All right, uh, Phil Kessel's the answer to the Freak Show question of the day. Probably not the first time, probably not the uh, last time. All right, is that it? Uh, yeah, we're good. Uh, Ryan Seacrest shows up right now. Hey. This is On Air with Ryan Seacrest. We're going to get things going right away.